The following contest is scheduled for one fall. Please welcome Mr. Fritz. What's going on, peeps? Welcome to episode 50 of the Fretzelmania podcast, McMole. I am Mr. Fretz. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fretzelmania. That's F-R-E-T-Z-L-E Mania. This podcast can be heard on Wrestle Attic Radio, The Cure, for the Common Wrestling Podcast on all common listening platforms. Today, I am talking about Monday Night Raw from November 5th, 2001. We are two weeks away from the Survivor Series from the winner-take-all match, Alliance versus WWE. Speaking of the Alliance, Vince McMahon is beginning to cause dissension amongst them as he guarantees a member of the Alliance is defecting to the WWE at Survivor Series. Also, the WCW title is on the line as Chris Jericho defends against The Rock. I will also be going over a new wrestling promotion that started around this time and a UK-only pay-per-view. All that and more this week on Fretzelmania. Stay tuned, peeps. Folks, this week marks the one-year anniversary of Fretzelmania being on Wrestle Attic Radio as a solo podcast. I have been on this network for about two and a half years now, back when Nate the F and Great and I were changing the game. By the way, shout out to the best heel in wrestling podcasting today, Nate the F and Great. Listen to his last episode. It was just absolutely hysterical. Nate, love you, bro. Uh, let's talk some wrestling sometime. Hit me up. Uh, it's been a great year talking about modern and retro pro wrestling for this past year. You know, retro wrestling being, you know, that's my forte. That's my that's my wheelhouse being the wrestling historian of this network. The invasion is just a couple of weeks away from being over and done with the last Alliance Raw that I am going to review is on the 19th of this month, and that would be the night after Survivor Series when Ric Flair is the consortium where Jerry the King Lawler comes back. We start the road to vengeance where we unify the WWE and WCW titles. Now, I will still be reviewing Vengeance on the Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, uh, Survivor Series will be on the Patreon later this month. A couple of days before this Monday Night Raw aired, the WWE took a trip to England like they did twice a year at this point in time. From 99 to 2001 or 2, they would dole out two UK pay-per-views a year, you know, like No Mercy, Rebellion, or other name that I'm definitely forgetting, but uh, Rebellion took place here in Manchester, England at the Manchester Arena on the 3rd of November 2001 in front of 15,612 fans. 
And I'm going to go over the results here. I've, I've watched bits and bops of this show, and it's just somewhat unmemorable. It's basically a glorified house show because the UK rarely got WWE wrestling at this point in time. So in a dark match, we saw the newly formed tag team of Billy and Chuck defeating the Impact players of Just Incredible and Lance Storm, and I just wept a little. Oh, Billy and Chuck, I get to talk about that in the podcast in the new year. Oh boy. Edge, the Intercontinental Champion, defeated Christian in a steel cage match for said title, retaining it. And from what I've seen, that was a pretty darn good match. Scotty Too Hottie defeated The Hurricane. The Big Show defeated Diamond Dallas Page in a triple threat match for the WCW tag titles. Get this. The Dudley Boys, the champions, retained against the Acolytes and the Hardy Boys. Okay. William Regal, hometown... Well, not really. Blackpool is far from Manchester. Home country man, William Regal, who got the pop of the night, defeated Tajiri by submission. Chris Jericho retained the WCW title against Kurt Angle, who at this point in time, because as of last week, is a member of the Alliance. Okay, I gotta talk about this. Uh, If any of you have listened to the Attitude Era podcast in the past several years, you will know that they did this this angle or they did this maybe they did this pay-per-view or this was referenced now kurt angle is in a room dark lit room the table with shane mcmahon steve austin probably deborah and i don't know other people of the alliance and he's like this is like the knights of the round table you know shane is merlin and, you know, Steve Austin is Sir Robin, which invoked Kevin Mahan to break out in his own version of Bravely Brave Sir Robin with Bravely Brave Steve Austin. And I highly recommend that you check it out on YouTube because it's hilarious. I'm not going to even attempt to do it here, but it's, it's fantastic. Just their own take on Monty Python. Just uh, just some good S word there, pal. Lita and Tori Wilson defeated Molly Holly, Mighty, <clears throat> Mighty Molly, and Stacey Keebler in a tag team match where Trish Stratus was the guest referee and probably screwed the alliance. And in the main event, the rematch from WrestleMania X7, Stone Cold Steve Austin retained the WWE title against The Rock, more than likely due to Alliance shenanigans also here oh okay i'm i'm gonna need a drink for this one excuse me oh wait you're expecting beer well i'm trying to drink a little bit less and be healthy shut up wwa world Wrestling All-Stars. Oh boy, this is, uh, 
This is a weird one. This is kind of bad. It is a professional wrestling promotion founded by Australian concert promoter Andrew McManus. Yes, this was uh, one of the several promotions to come into existence after ECW and WCW got bought out. You know, much like the XWF. <sighs> I used to have those DVDs and I mercifully got rid of them. I am not reviewing them. I am not reviewing WWA. A, because the Attitude Era podcast already did a very comprehensive job of it and the antics of Andrew McManus and all this crap that went through this promotion. Uh, Jeremy Borash was the director of talent here, which is worth mentioning. It was right before NWA TNA would be a thing. That would be about six or seven months from now in my timeline. I might talk about some NWA TNA when the time comes up. I'm not signing up for Impact Plus because I'm on every other streaming platform under the sun and I can barely afford to keep my lights on. Actually, not really. I'm doing okay. But seriously, though, oi, the World Wrestling All-Stars, it, what can I say? It was just crap. I mean, you did have some great talent there. People like AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, and despite the how you may feel about him personally, low-key are amongst some shining stars, pun intended, of this promotion, not the Colognes. So their first pay-per-view was broadcast live on pay-per-view in Australia on October 26, 2001, although it aired in the U.S. on tape delay in January 2002, and it was awkward for, well... Let me get this um, these results out of the way. Let, let me see if you recognize a name in a name in here. On commentary was Jeremy Borash and Jerry the King Lawler. Yes, this was right before his divorce with Stacy the Cat Carter, Bret Hart was the commissioner here. He cut a promo about about 9-11 and something to do with being stuck somewhere or being stuck there. And uh, it, it, it came off as, I, I, I don't know what, it just came off as weird. But yeah, <laughs> oh, yikes. This took place, by the way, in Sydney, Australia, in front of 8,500 fans. What a pittance. Stevie Ray was also an interviewer. Slick Johnson was a referee, but here are the results. Juventud Guerrera defeated Psychosis in a ladder match for the vacant WWA International Cruiserweight Championship and also at the same time a WWA Heavyweight Championship Tournament quarterfinal. Two stakes on the line in this match. I'd rather have a strip loin and a T-bone on the line if I'm having two stakes. Road Dog defeated Conan in a dog collar match, which was also a championship tournament quarterfinal. 
Oh, man, they are throwing all the eggs in the basket for this one. Norman Smiley defeated Crowbar, who follows me on Twitter. Shout out to Crowbar. Awesome, awesome follow. In a hardcore match. This was not a championship quarterfinal. Buff Bagwell won an open invitational battle royal, which was also a WWA championship quarterfinal. Last eliminating Disco Inferno. Other participants included Norman Smiley, Crowbar, uh, Lenny Lane, Lodi, and uh, so many more. Non-wrestlers even participated in this match, including Stevie Ray, Jerry Lawler, Jeremy Borash, and Slick Johnson. The last and final quarterfinal match was a guitar-on-a-pole match between Jeff Jarrett and the Colossus of Buggle Road himself, the one of the favorites of the RA Era podcast. Shout out to uh, Dave and Mike over in the UK for that one. Nathan Jones. Nathan Jones is probably also, uh, I don't want to use the word favorite, <laughs> of the American iteration of the Ruthless Aggression podcast. Shout out to uh, Kyle, and Jake, and Levi. <laughs> oh man, I get to go into your era next year, and I kind of can't wait. But one thing I can wait for is a three-way match for the WWA World Heavyweight Championship Tournament Semifinal, the Road Dog Jesse James defeated Lenny Lane and Lodi. Who are Lenny Lane and Lodi? Uh, picture the ambiguously gay duo from Saturday Night Live, but a million times more offensive and homophobic. Gangrel! defeated Luna Vachon in a Black Wedding match, just another version of a hardcore match. This was kind of funny because they were married, I think, at this point in time. And I guess they worked with each other. Awesome stuff. By the way, Sideberg, quickly, if you haven't seen The Dark Side of the Ring with Luna Vachon, it's a must-watch. It is... Whew, it's harsh, but it's... It's really damn good. Luna Vachon was definitely a pioneer, an underrated one of women's wrestling back in the day. And the rest of the Dark Side of the Ring this this season as well has just been phenomenal. They just wrapped up season four, was it? Yeah, season four with the steroid trial. That was a freaking doozy, man. Whew. What wasn't a doozy was a dark match unaired for pay-per-view, but live for the Sydney fans. <sighs> a four-way skin-to-win match, and I'm definitely not going to Google that unless I go into incognito mode. Adara James defeated Sharon A. Quad Queen B with a B-E-A, not our... Lovely Queen Bee themselves, Kay Murphy, and Violet Tarosi. I don't know what this is. I don't know what any of these people are. And in the main event, the tournament final to determine 
the inaugural WWA World Heavyweight Championship. The match we've been waiting for since 1995. The match we've been waiting for since With My Baby Tonight came out. The match we've been waiting for to determine who really sang With My Baby Tonight. Jeff Jarrett defeated The Road Dog, The Roadie, BG James, whatever you want to call him, to be the first champion. And yeah, that is the WWA. And as I go through the timeline, I am going to be unfortunately just going over some stuff because there is no other wrestling going on other than, you know, your New Japan, your AAA. There's no competition, let's say, for the WWE. We could argue that there was no competition throughout most of 1999 and 2000 because Nitro would never get anywhere close to WWE's numbers during that time. And now it is Monday Night Raw on the 5th of November 2001 live from the Nassau Coliseum in Long Island, New York. We see match graphics for The Rock versus Y2J for the WCW title. Taker versus Kurt Angle for the U.S. title, and Edge versus Test for the Intercontinental title. The show starts with Vince McMahon strutting to the ring, and he's going to create a rift here. He says that there is a mole in the Alliance. Someone from the Alliance will be joining the WWE, in which the crowd starts to break out into an RVD chant. They will join the WWE at Survivor Series. <coughs> Angle. I am sworn to secrecy. You know, I would make a deal with the devil himself for the WWE to prosper. But that man, I I'm just going to say it, it is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Austin comes out. And he says, you mentioned me back there. And I said, what? And Stone Cold is vehemently denying everything, of course. Stuns Vince McMahon, and then Vince McMahon sells. He gives the camera a little smile, which you will probably see as the logo for <laughs> this week's podcast. Backstage, the Alliance confronts Austin, and he assures them that Vince is a liar. Everyone is just staring daggers at him, except for DDP, who was smiling like Paul London when McMahon was walking to his limo exploding death in 2007. Back in the ring, we see an Opie and Anthony sign, a uh, American talk show, I think they were. I'm sorry, I don't know who Opie and Anthony were. Might be a New York thing. Uh, New York peeps, uh, Ricky K, let me know. Ivory versus Lita. In this match, uh, Lance Storm tries to get involved. Matt Hardy then pulls Matt off of the apron. This distraction allows Ivory to hit the X-Factor, a.k.a. the Poison Ivory. Very good wordplay there. To win this match, Lita still frustrated with all these losses that she's been going through. And there is a little bit of a rift in Hardyville here. And this just might be another knife in that coffin. Backstage, Steve Austin and Deborah are talking. It's like, you know, they think I'm 
I'm going to leave. Shane McMahon walks in. It's like, they look at me like they don't trust me. Shane McMahon staring daggers through Steve Austin. You look at me like you're looking at me right now. Your dad's a liar. And then Shane says, well, you know what? My dad is a liar. But in every lie he says, there is a shred of truth. I know who is going to be the mole. In walks Kurt Angle. Awkward. Angle walks in and is like, what? What? It's not me. But you got me on the counter. It wasn't Kurt. Saw me banging on the sofa. It wasn't Kurt. I even had her in the shower. It wasn't Kurt. She even caught me on camera. It wasn't Kurt. Yeah. It's not an angle, right? Right? Coming up next, we have Edge versus Test for the Intercontinental title. It's Orangeville versus Oshawa. Durham Region versus Dufferin County. The only person that's listening to this that will actually get this reference is Slack, but F you Slack. Edge does a tackle to the outside from the apron, the hardest part of the ring. Shout out to Kyle. Edge gets crotched on the top rope when Test knocks the ref into the ropes. Test then does the classic Ric Flair foot on the rope spot and wins the Intercontinental title. Test's second, third if you count the hardcore title, singles championship in the WWE, but his first run as the IC champion. Backstage, the coach is with the new European champion, Christian, and he says he is by default the best European champion, and D'Lo Brown pokes his head around the corner being like, really? You better recognize... Actually, I wish that would have happened. D'Lo Brown is the best European champion of all time. Fight me on that. Shane Helms comes in here in his best Clark Kent impression, here to interview Christian. And he asks, how can you be the best European champion when you have not beat the Hurricane? Christian's like, is this some kind of joke? No, I'm a mild-mannered reporter. And I suggest you do not make the Hurricane angry, because you would not like him when he's angry. And Christian's like, just blows this off. And as soon as he walks away, the Hurricane, <coughs> I mean, <coughs> totally not the Hurricane, Shane Helms says, now what is up with that? Hilarious stuff. Backstage, The Rock and Vince McMahon have a conversation, and The Rock is just like, what's wrong with you? I I got stunned. What do you mean, what's wrong with me? No, why are you bringing in, thinking you're bringing back Stone Cold Steve Austin to the WWE? You know, there's a reason why they call him a snake. And Vince says, you know, I would do anything to ensure the survival of the WWE. And then The Rock says, well, you better bring him back. Because The Rock has been waiting and waiting. I'm going to assume that's for a WWE title shot. But Rock, you just lost that rebellion, bro. Get to the back of the line. Coming up next year, we have Christian versus The Hurricane for the European Championship. Christian here is getting the classic hometown sports team heat with an Arizona Diamondbacks jersey as the Diamondbacks defeated the Yankees to win the World Series in 2001. LOL, Yankees suck. 
And they're like, booing the crap out of him. What? You like my shirt? Well, since I'm a champion, I'm going to dress like one. Unlike Mariana Rivera, who couldn't get the job done. Boo! And me just sitting there smiling ear to ear because I despise the Yankees with a passion. And when the Yankees lose, the world wins. JR says that Lillian Garcia's band is performing this week, and Paul Heyman replies with Topless? Are they performing Topless? You know, I thought it was Lawler's job to be a total pig, but maybe Heyman was also giving us a peek behind the curtain as uh, Lawler will be back on commentary within a couple of weeks. Oh, joyous day. The crowd get the dueling chance of Let's Go Yankees, Yankees Suck because... There were probably some Mets fans in this arena and maybe even some insert other team here fans because, again, boo the Yankees. Hurricane here has the Hurra Superkick or when he was known as Sugar Shane Helms, Britta Breaker will break your spine, the Sugar Smack. I have Hurricane is reversed into a push into the corner and an unprettier for the creepy little bastard to retain the European Championship. Backstage, William Regal has a pep talk, saying that Steve Austin isn't a snake in the grass. But just in case, you know, I guess they were just getting some measures in place for whomever is the mole. <coughs> and Booker T accuses RVD. Regal's like, nah, we settle it in the ring like gentlemen. So you're going to have a match later tonight. The Lugs boot of the week is Kurt Angle making Kane tap out on SmackDown. To the ankle lock. Backstage, Kurt Angle and Stephanie McMahon in what I can only describe as the most awkward sexual tension of all time, saying that uh, Stephanie's like, my dad has something up his sleeve, but I know I can trust you, Kurt. No, you can't. I forgot what a nice lady you can be, Steph. And there's this awkward stare, like they're about to kiss. Like, they're about to rekindle that SummerSlam 2000 love affair with sexual tension you can cut with a friggin' butter knife. All while... S not Stone... Kurt Angle is wearing Stone Cold Steve Austin dorky hat looking like a dork. And like a dork, I am going to do an ad break right here. So when I come back, folks, I got Kurt Angle versus Taker for the U.S. title. I got... The Rock versus Y2J for the WCW title. Oh, and an intergender tag team tables match. Who is it? Find out after the break. What's up, everybody? This is King Ricky Rose, your general manager of Wrestle Addict Radio and host of Kings of the Rings podcast. And it must be Friday because right now you are listening to the Fretzelmania podcast exclusively here on Wrestle Addict Radio, the cure for the common wrestling podcast. Now enjoy the rest of the show. Welcome back to Fretzelmania, and much like Monday Night Raw being brought to you by Xbox, Foot Locker, and the JVC Gigatube, this portion of the show is brought to you by Wrestle Addict Radio's Patreon and Spring Store. On Patreon, you get exclusive shows not found on our main feed, including Fretz's Fave 5, 
the 20 bell salute, tales of an epic nature, wrestle wars, and so much more. Patreons also get 15% off of our merch on spring. We have hoodies, beach towels, coffee mugs, face masks, neck gaiters, tank tops, and so, so much more. So why not get a head start on your Christmas shopping with a Fretzelmania hoodie to go over top of that King Ricky Rose t-shirt. Have a nice fresh shower with a Mr. YLP beach towel and even a VK Murphy fanny pack. All that and so much more on our pages. Links are in the description below. The Cure for the Common Wrestling Patreon. WrestleAddict Radio. Coming up, we have a rematch from Survivor Series 2000. Kurt Angle versus The Undertaker for the United States Championship. And in this match, JR calls The Undertaker Booger Red. What? Now, I've only heard this nickname alluded to in, like, Attitude Era Podcast, Botchamania, OSW Review, Cultaholic, and all these ones, but I never heard it actually said on commentary until now. Which bears the question, um, what the hell kind of nickname is Booger Red? It sounds like you're, like, prone to nosebleeds or something. I don't get it. But in this match, Taker goes for old school, and eventually, like an old school wrestler, Kurt Angle starts working the leg, starts kicking the leg out of the Undertaker's leg, and trying to break it. You know, much like, unfortunately, this past weekend, Danhausen suffered a broken leg at an indie show. Get well soon, Hausen. Danhausen. Love that, Danhausen. In this match, Paul Heyman and JR are talking about their jobs, and JR's like, you know, I, I like my job. And Heyman's like, well, if, when the Alliance wins, you know, we can get you, get you settled. My cousin's an accountant. The Yankees are going to need a new manager by now. Oh! Taker hits a really dodgy-looking chokeslam, but it was due to him selling the leg here, so he didn't allow himself to put too much weight on it, which makes sense. It's a better-looking chokeslam than The Undertaker would do to Hulk Hogan at Judgment Day 2002. Holy crap, I'm going to be talking about that one. Oh gosh, no. He goes for the tombstone. It was reversed out of into an ankle lock. The last ride is also reversed out of and into an ankle lock. And then the Undertaker, AMB, AMB's Kurt Angle and No Mercy, goes for the ankle lock himself. And before Kurt Angle can tap out to his own submission hold, Steve Austin interferes, causes the DQ, and that is that. Backstage, Kurt Angle and Michael Cole are having a chat, and Angle says that he is glad that Steve Austin has his back. You and these Long Island idiots, sorry King Ricky, can believe what you want. The bottom line is, Steve Austin is loyal to the Alliance, but I am not. And Michael Cole alludes that Kurt Angle would do such a thing as be the mole. And then he's like, yeah. You'd want me to do that, wouldn't you? And then it just kind of ends like that. Kind of awkwardly. Kind of like the last date I went on. 
the APA and Jacqueline versus the Dudley Boys and Stacy Keebler in an intergender tables match. And there was an advertisement for tough enough two casting calls in Caesar's Palace in Las Vegas, the site of WrestleMania 9, Caesar's parking lot. The Dudley Boys carry a table to the ring while Stacy Keebler does the tranquilo pose on it and then does her bend over, middle rope, booty shake, whatever spot to get in to the ring. And then Paul Heyman retorts, how I like to be that middle rope. Again, doing Lawler's job for him. Foreshadowing. Paul, we get it. Jerry Lawler's going to be back in weeks screaming, puppies! <sighs> oh, man, I'm going to miss Heyman and JR on commentary. I really am. Start this match off and Jackie is wrestling Devon. Jackie is tougher than any of the dudes in that ring in this match. Jackie is one of the toughest ladies of all time. The ones that you don't want to mess with. Forget Victoria. You don't want to mess with Jacqueline. And then she gets knocked down. JBL goes for the super last call. There is a double spine buster, but no table. A superplex spot by Farouk is denied. The table is moved. He then goes, JBL goes for a powerbomb while the, uh, <clears throat> Bubba Ray, good lord I can't speak tonight, or any other night, is propped up on the top rope, but that super bomb is denied. Jackie hits a low blow, and then Devon chases Jackie around the ring, right into a clothesline from hell. Jackie jumps on Bub Bubba's back. He then just takes her hat off with a big old lariat. Farouk then spinebusters Bubba through the table and wins the match for his team. Backstage, the Rock and Coach are having one of their classic moments, one of their classic interviews. No, we're not at the Rock asking Coach to say his prayers. That's at WrestleMania. They Rock, we are moments away. Hand to the mic. Finally, The Rock, blah, 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 blah. You know, Jericho has no idea who he's messing with. No mercy. It was just the beginning. You won the big one once. You got your big win in Canada once. I believe he's alluding to a show I didn't, inter I didn't review. That took place in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, our nation's capital. The Rock is walking into the ring and out of the ring as champion, if you smell but The Rock is cooking. WWF New York, I'm not booked tonight, and thank goodness they're not booked tonight, because the newly formed tag team of Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo are unveiled. And it's only going to be a few months away before they're offending everybody. Yeah, I'm going to talk about Billy and Chuck. That's going to be fun. We see a bit here about Toronto selling over 50,000 tickets to WrestleMania X8, and I wanted to go so, so freaking bad, but I could not. RVD versus Booker T in an Alliance versus Alliance match. And we are joined by the Alliance Commissioner, William Regal, on commentary. Booker T, Pearl Harbor's RVD, and we are underway here. And 
The WWE and the weakest link is referenced here. And for the love of everything holy, if you're going to watch anything this week, go back and find that. It is somewhere probably on YouTube, probably on Daily Motion. And then William Regal says that, man, what wicked little babies we could have had that me and Ann Robinson. Yeah, we get it. William Regal has a thing for Ann Robinson. <laughs> that is funny. You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Yeah. Watch this show. I mean, it has Kane in full-on wrestling garb, in his mask, in his singlet, and his tights, in the show. And he's the smartest freaking one. That's why he's the mayor of Knox County right now. Good on you, Kane. Tajiri attacks William Regal, and then Booker T attacks Tajiri. In the ring here, we get a big old schmoz because the big show just comes in and choke slams both RVD and Booker T. Lame. Michael Cole is a busy man tonight because he is having a chat with Chris Jericho. He said that he may have spent his childhood in Canada, but in order to uh, relate to this audience, he says that he was born in Manhasset, Long Island, New York. And he talks about his win in Canada, which again, I believe was in Ottawa, saying that he's going to prove he's not a fluke. He guarantees that The Rock will never, ever be the same again since we're both doing catchphrases. Main event of the showtime, The Rock versus Y2J for the WCW title. Are we about to see the hometown guy curse? Yes. The Rock Bottom is denied. Walls of Jericho, denied. This match breaks out into a schmoz. It goes all over the outside. Chris Jericho AMBs the rock, hits the rock bottom, and he kicks out. There is a breakdown, or the stroke, if you will, or the skull-crushing finale, if you will, through the table. The rock does a big old blade job here. <laughs> the walls of Jericho is reversed into an inside cradle, small package. For the win, and The Rock is once again WCW champion. And the heel gets his heat back by creaming The Rock with the title and a chair to close off this show. Man, this was kind of a mess. And the invasion here is now it's just a giant Katamari ball rolling off the hill. And into the ocean. Shout out if you understood that Katamari reference. What do I remember from this? It had to be Christian becoming the champion of Europe. What did I forget? Test as Intercontinental Champion. I thought that was a long ways away. I know he was the IC champ, but I thought that wasn't until like, what, 03 maybe? I, again, I don't know. What would I change from this show? I would change the whole storyline about the mole. I would either save that for the go home show to Survivor Series or for Survivor Series itself. So Vince McMahon could have that one more thing up his sleeve in which he would plant the seed of doubt during the Alliance's finest hour that's gonna pretty much do it for this week's fretzelmania folks uh after this week we only have two monday night raws left in the invasion angle but 
I'm going to finish off the month with the raw reviews. So the last one is going to be on the 26th. That, of course, is going to start the road to vengeance, where the WWE and WCW titles are going to be unified. And yes, I am reviewing that pay-per-view as well in December to, you know, the 20 bell salute. When we get to December, I am going to be doing Starcade 83. And then probably a best of, worst of predictions for the next year. And then a couple of weeks off in the holidays. And when we get to New Year's, I got those other WCW pay-per-views to review with a couple of guests lined up as well. Who? You have to find out when we get there. Be sure to follow Wrestle Addict Radio on Twitter at Addict underscore Wrestle. Listen to the Kings of the Rings podcast and also watch along their stream every Wednesday nights at about 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for their live stream on YouTube, Twitter, and if you're fortunate enough to have it, King Ricky Rosé's personal Facebook page. And although Mance is no longer with the network, why not go and listen to the back catalog of The Delight Show, The Gift of Podcast, etc. Also, Mr. YLP, The Young Lions Perspective. Zach, I can't wait for you to come back, brother. I hope that you are doing okay and that we get to hear from the Stephen A. Smith of WrestleAddict Radio very soon. Bless you all, folks. We'll see you next time. Cheers.